There's really no point speaking about the Absolute. We can talk a lot about the ego and the unconscious and its structure and dynamics. But when it comes to the Absolute, concepts are futile. One always ends up with paradox, inconsistency, contradiction, inadequacy, and usually it leads to a distorted understanding on the part of those who are listening. And so many of the great teachers have simply sat in silence without saying anything. Or they have taught in parables, using metaphors and archetypal images. But nothing can be said about the Absolute because the Absolute is not a thing, not an object. But even to say that is incorrect. In the Vedas it's called Nirguna Brahman. The Absolute that is beyond even the question of whether personal or impersonal and has no qualities, no gunas, no attributes. But the egoic mind cannot grasp that which has no attributes. And in fact, the absolute cannot be grasped because there is no one to grasp it. What really has to be realized is that the ego mind that's attempting to understand is itself the illusion that must be transcended. For we are the Absolute and have never been anything else. But to explain that to a mind that's identified with its body, with its gender, with its family, its nation, its religion, its language, etc., 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 is almost impossible. And so the approach of most spiritual paths have been to gradually strip away these identifications until Consciousness receives a glimpse of naked awareness in which concepts do not arise. No narrative drags one away from the source of one's being into some imaginary discourse about what is. And in that moment of naked presence, then the entire mystery of that which is revealed 
becomes impeccably and infinitely clear. But what also becomes clear is that it cannot be transmitted in language to anyone else. This is why the Buddha almost gave up before he began his teaching. You know, he sat there, he attained Buddhahood, and then as he got up he realized this cannot be taught. And then he sat looking at where he was sitting, becoming enlightened for about seven days, trying to figure out what do I do with this? It's impossible to communicate that which transcends this entire dimension of illusion. And yet it is what we are now. And so in meditation what we are doing is simply being and letting go of one concept after another as it arises, not with any effort, because there is no one to make effort. And it is the constant remembrance that the consciousness that you are has nothing to do with the body and is not a person. It doesn't pertain to this body, but the body appears within it as the world appears within it. But even the world is just a dream within the Absolute. And even that is far too much to say. Because a dream is already a concept that we think we understand. And this cannot be understood. Even to use the concepts of Satchirananda is incorrect. Because the knower, the perceiver even of bliss is not the bliss. The perceiver of the divine light is not the light. The perceiver of being is beyond being. The knower is not the known. And yet ultimately when the knower is realized, then the known is recognized as all part of that absolute. There is no second. But within the logic of the ego, none of this makes any sense at all. And all we can recognize is that the logic of the ego has brought us into all of our suffering. So there's something wrong with that logic. And by willing to experiment with being free from that logic and from the I thought that is the origin of all the trains of thought and discourses that go on to try to explain reality to yourself. In that state, when that no longer arises, or if it arises, it is not believed, it is not bought into and identified with, then the space in which all is, is recognized as that which is beyond all possibility of knowing. And one can dwell, not even in that space, not even as that space, and not even as one, but the realization that transcends thought 
is arrived at. And if one doesn't go back into language and duality and conceptuality, then there is no more suffering. And all the problems that the ego thought it had in its life dissolve. And all of its fears, all of its anxieties, all of its worries about future, anger about the past, petrification in a certain personality structure, all of it dissolves. And the attachment to the world as if the world is filled with others dissolves because there are no others. And attachment becomes an obsolete feeling state. And what can be referred to as bliss and as deep peace, serenity, that no longer needs anything, desires anything, fears anything, ensues as one's natural state. And so the fulfillment of one's life is the realization that the one who was seeking that fulfillment never was at all. And in the presence of pure awareness, all of those discourses, narratives, come to a natural end. And there are no further questions. And so let's enter that state without questions, knowing that no answers can be found within the mind. No answers can be attained through logic or language or by waiting for some future or by asking anyone else. The truth is not contained in sacred books or even in talks like this, but only in the realization that is gained in the establishment in the silence of the self. So let's give ourselves that gift.